It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. This is the last podcast of the week. I'm probably going to take the next two weeks off, but I may do a podcast here or there, maybe like one or two, because everybody deserves the last two weeks of the year off. And if Europe can do it, then we in the Americas can do it too. So why not me? Why not little beautiful, lovable fuzzball Chris Michaels get some R&R? So we're going to try to end this on a very on a higher note than normal. We're not going to bring up negative negativity, except in this instance right here. And this comes from Reuters. Refugees lack COVID shots because drug makers fear lawsuits, documents show. Okay, so this is very important because now we understand why these people coming across the border are, one, not really being screened, and two, not being mandated to take tests, three, not being mandated to take inoculations like the rest of the citizens of the United States. The reason is the following. The reason behind that is that these people, being that they are illegal, are coming from countries, technically citizens of the countries that they're coming from, and those countries don't necessarily have the same kind of liability agreements with the pharmaceutical companies that the United States has. So let's just take a random country, for for example— uh, let's just take, I, I don't know, El Salvador, right? Just We're not saying this is the case. We're just using this as an example in our fictitious scenario. El Salvador does not have a liability agreement with Pfizer, which that means if anybody takes the Pfizer inoculation in El Salvador um, and somebody gets sick from it or has some sort of permanent adverse reaction that means that person in el salvador can go after pfizer and sue them which means that pfizer is liable so what does this mean how do we extrapolate this that person coming from el salvador going into the united states is not going to be forced to take a vaccine because technically they're in the united states illegally but they are still a citizen of el salvador which means that if the united states government forces that illegal immigrant coming from el salvador to take an inoculation that person if they suffer an adverse event could then go back to El Salvador, be deported, and summarily sue Pfizer for liability, which opens the door to class action lawsuits. That's it. Right there. It does have to do with human trafficking because they don't want these people on the record, kids or otherwise, kids or adults, right? They still want to be able to have this influx and this flow of human capital for the elites to use as they wish, whether that is farming, whether that is um, performing, you know, doing things in a kitchen as wait staff or whatever, or just, you know, the Luciferian icky nonsensical, horrible human beings, if they're even human anymore, maybe they've got a human shell, but they are obviously not of the divine. Um, those kinds of people, those they, they sacrifice those humans. Plenty of examples of that, plenty of examples of human trafficking and all of that. But this is the ultimate 
purpose behind why these individuals are not being forced to take an inoculation because being that they're illegally in the United States, they're still residents and they're still citizens of the countries that they left. And those countries don't necessarily have a liability agreement with the pharmaceutical companies. So that's it right there. Right there. That's why they're not doing it. From the Reuters article, for refugees, migrants, and asylum seekers, as well as people afflicted by natural disasters or other events that put them out of reach of government help, the global program known as COVAX created a human humanitarian buffer, a last resort reserve for shots to be administered by humanitarian groups. Gavi, do we all remember what Gavi is all about? The Vaccine Alliance is a public-private partnership set up in 2000 to promote vaccinations around the world. Gavi is that organization that is basically run by Bill Gates and funded by the Gates Foundation or Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And it is basically supranational. It doesn't care about national boundaries and in turn wants to become a sovereign, wants to make Bill Gates a sovereign, which means that Bill Gates is not subject to any national law, any international law. He is above it. As a sovereign, you have the same legal rights as a country and the same legal rights as a uh, royal figure. So the queen, the, the prince, on and on, that kind of thing. You are summarily above the law. That's what Bill Gates wants. That's what Gavi wants. That's what Bill Gates wants with Gavi, right? But that buffer, says Reuters, does not have any mechanism to offer compensation. Gavi, which operates COVAX around the world through the World Health Organization, says that there were uh, those applying for doses, mainly NGOs, non-governmental organizations, can't bear legal risks. Deliveries from that stockpile can only be made if vaccine makers accept liability. That's why they're not being inoculated, because COVAX, COVAX does not have an agreement, and those countries do not have an agreement with the pharmaceutical industries. More than two-thirds of COVAX doses come from Pfizer and BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and Moderna. Moderna declined to, to comment to Reuters and all this other stuff. However, here's the interesting thing. Today it came out that uh, the, 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 I guess the CDC or the FDA, I don't have it in front of me, that uh, they are saying that Johnson & Johnson, not so good. If you're to do anything, you should really go for Moderna or Pfizer. That's what you should really be steering yourself to. So they want the mRNA vaccines. They want to alter the DNA. They want to... Oh, no, you can't alter the DNA. You alter the mRNA, which in turn orders the DNA to complete itself in different ways. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't alter the DNA. It alters the mRNA. Okay, the big difference. Big effing deal. How about that? So here's the funny thing about this. The only companies that said, you know what, this is nonsense, we're going to donate to it. And it's it's those companies that make up less than a third of those, of those vaccines that COVAX has access to. Three Chinese drug makers said that they will shoulder legal risks with the shots. That's Sinovac Biotech, Sinopharm Group, and Clover Biopharmaceuticals. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other wrinkle to all of this. 
Johnson and Johnson confirmed it would waive a requirement for indemnities for deliveries from the buffer. We are proud to be part of this effort to protect the world's most vulnerable people, said Paul Stoffels, vice chairman of the executive committee uh, and chief scientific officer, which means that Johnson and Johnson will accept some liability for inoculations that were used on behalf of COVAX. And then all of a sudden today, we've got word that Johnson & Johnson really doesn't have the right vaccine. You're going to really want to use Moderna and Pfizer. There's something going on here. Why would Johnson & Johnson stand behind their product and say, hey, if something goes wrong, we'll be liable. We just need people inoculated because this has to do with global health. Meanwhile, Pfizer and Moderna said, up yours, you can go pound sand. This will never happen. So I suspect there was more lobbying done on behalf of Moderna and also Pfizer for two reasons. Pfizer is a larger company than Moderna. And two, you can go look back at all sorts of records where the NIAID and Fauci uh, came went into an agreement back in 2019 with Moderna for mRNA vaccines. And what does that mean? It means that taxpayers were funding the research for Moderna. Moderna was then selling those products back to the government. And in turn, the government bought those inoculations and split the profits with Moderna. So the government has a vested interest, a private sector style vested interest in making sure Moderna succeeds in, a, in its mRNA vaccine programs. And Pfizer is the private sector version of that where they don't have as much influence from the federal government, yet Pfizer is influencing the federal government. Big difference here. I hope you see it. Moderna is influenced by the federal government. Pfizer BioNTech is influencing the federal government. Obviously, if we were to do any sort of real apples-to-apples -apples comparison for cost-effectiveness, the government would probably prefer Moderna to get the award because they're making money off of it. But the politicians, the ones that are elected, want Pfizer to be the one that wins out between all of these vaccines because Pfizer is funding their campaigns in the form of political action committees, uh, direct donations, on and on we go. So you've got this bureaucratic fight with the political class, and they're going back and forth. They're trying to basically squeeze out Johnson & Johnson to make this a duopoly between Moderna and Pfizer. So that's what we're saying here. And that's what's really going on behind the scenes. Now, we're like I said, we're going to leave this on a relatively positive note here. And this is a good thing. The first thing we've got to realize is that a third Vatican insider, senior card cardinal, warns the elites uh, that they are trying to, not they warn the elites, but they warn about the elites. And they use pan the pandemic to usher in a total control surveillance state yes that's right senior german cardinal and this is from steve watson and of course the website that i'm citing this from puts the reference at the bottom of the effing thing uh 
Uh, actually, they don't actually do that. All right. So anyway, Stephen Watson wrote this article about German Cardinal. Uh, what's his name here? Uh, Gerhard Ludwig Müller. And he warns that the people like Bill Gates, George Soros, and the Davos Economic Forum, headed by Klaus Schwab, are using the pandemic to force the world under total control of globalist, super-rich elites. So we all, uh, and also um, Archbishop Vigiano, uh, he came out, or Vigiano, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm American. We don't pronounce foreign names very well. So he came out with another talk today reinforcing his other talks about how this is all going to play out. Mueller, anyway, continued urging people who sit on the throne of wealth that they are seizing an opportunity to push through their agenda. And the pandemic has led to chaos and turmoil, and in part due to elites wanting to snatch an opportunity to bring people in line with a global surveillance state. Yes, Thank you very much. Mueller also stated that globalists are making efforts to bring a new man into the world created in their own image and likeness, warning that this has nothing to do with democracy. If you want to watch the whole thing, you can go over to Twitter and look up the account St. Boniface Institute, and uh, they tell you how to listen to his talk if you're not speaking or if you're not fluent in German. Immediately, Der Spiegel magazine uh, said that this is all conspiracy theory. And obviously, Der Spiegel is on the payroll for the pharmaceutical companies and clearly the, on behalf of the government because Germany and Austria, they are just having a rough time of it. Cardinal Raymond Burke, one of the most powerful Catholics in the U.S. also gave a homily in which he savaged secular forces who want to make us slaves to their godless and murderous agenda. Wow, I never thought I would be agreeing with a Roman Catholic. Then there is the mysterious Wuhan virus, uh, Cardinal Burke went on to say, about whose nature and prevention the mass media daily give us conflicting information. That's not a very good sentence for Mr. Burke, but uh, we get his in, we get his. Uh, where he's coming from on all of this. What is clear, Burke continued, is that it has have uh, it has been used by certain forces inimical to, inimical inimical to families. Wow, never heard that word before. And to the freedom of nations to advance their evil agenda. These forces tell us that we are now the subjects of the so-called Great Reset, the new normal, which is dictated to us by their manipulation of citizens and nations through ignorance and fear. So this is excellent stuff because now we've got people on the inside, in the Roman Catholic Church, part of these dioceses that are now raising the alarm bells. They're saying you've got to start being aware that this stuff is dangerous and you need to start being a custodian of your neighborhood and a custodian of your environment. Something that we've been saying here on the Last Call podcast for quite some time. I've even started to read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And let me tell you something, that is no easy read. The guy needs to know punctuation. He needs to put a few periods here or there in his paragraphs. Because you could read a whole paragraph and it is just punctuated with... Uh, call uh, <laughs> with commas and semicolons. 
That's it. He's got a whole paragraph, half of a page. It's just one big run-on sentence. So you got to read it a few times. But excellent stuff. And finally, this is the chink in the armor. This is the next stage. CEOs, which is, we're going to leave this on a positive note. Like I said, CEOs of Southwest and American are now challenging the mask mandates. Doug Parker, CEO of American Airlines, and Gary Kelly, CEO of Southwest, made comments during a federal financial hearing supporting the idea that uh, this is nonsense, Ab absolutely nonsense. And they uh, basically put their opinions forward to Senator Roger Wicker from Missouri, Republican, oddly enough, Kelly and Parker, both of whom will be retiring in the coming months. That's why. So they can drop all these bombs and then run away. And, and said that their high-grade HEPA of air filters employed in modern airplanes capture virtually all airborne contamination. And they said, I concur, Mr. Parker said. An aircraft is the safest place you can be. It's true of all of our aircraft. They all have the same HEPA filters and airflow. After hearing, or after the hearing, American Airlines tried to walk back Parker's remarks. It issued a statement claiming that his concurrence with Kelly on this point about the quality of air uh, is in the aircraft cabin, not mask requirements. So you've got people on the board that want to make sure that these mask mandates remain in effect. Of course, this created all sorts of outrage from the Democrats saying that they're shocked, like Senator Ed Markey from Massachusetts, Democrat, oddly enough, that some of these CEOs here today have suggested we no longer need mask mandates on planes. In the face of Omicron, children under five who still cannot be... Va oh, shut up, you moron. Senator Ed Markey. He's full of malarkey. He's a douche. He should shut up. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just towing the line. And I'd sincerely like to know how much funding he is getting from the pharmaceutical industries, either through his coffers, through donations, through political action committees, or whose companies are in the districts that he oversees in his area of Massachusetts. That's what I'd really like to know because I'm pretty sure his opinion has nothing to do with health and everything to do with money. So this is the high note because if you've got CEOs of enormous companies like Southwest and American and soon to be Delta saying that the masks are ridiculous, then the federal government will not have much of a leg to stand on because those airliners have more power and more money than the federal government wants to do or wants to spar with. So this is the starting of a significant change here, and it is a change for the better because once these CEOs break ranks with the people like Dr. Fauci, then the game changes, then the rhetoric changes, and we suddenly get shifts very slowly here or there. I can only hope we start to get accountability in the courts in 2022 into 2023. So this is it. This is the last call podcast with Chris Michaels. I may do podcasts next week. Like I said, I'm probably not. I'm probably going to do one or two here or there over the next two weeks. 
Um, but that's it. Uh, as always, like me, share me on Twitter and Instagram. Last call, Caravan over there. I, I am more active on Twitter, so you can go over there and uh, tweet mean things at me. At least make me laugh if you're going to do something like that. And uh, and that'll be it for me. So enjoy Christmas. If you've been celebrating Hanukkah, Baruch Hashem. If it's Kwanzaa, I don't know what you say there, but I'm sure you've got the nice pole somewhere. And uh, New Year's is coming up, so do a lot of drugs, drink a lot of alcohol, make a lot of mistakes, because it's all going to be wiped out with your New Year's resolutions a few hours later. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels.